Hi, welcome to The Meg Robinson Show, exploring the stories that make us who we are. I'm your host, Meg Robinson. When I met my husband, Jody, he had just started his practice of internal medicine. And if anyone was born to be a physician, it's Jody. Caring for others completely fits his personality. He is of the old school, where doctors get to know their patients and spend time with them. Many of Jody's patients have been with him since the beginning of his practice. Their charts are thick and filled with a rich and detailed history. Part psychologist, part detective, and part friend, his brand of medicine is slowly disappearing. In fact, he jokes that the Smithsonian will be coming soon to take his measurements for the plexiglass. So this is my chance to capture his thoughts about life as a doctor. Are you recording? How long have you been practicing medicine? That's just about 40 years. And by the way, I'm a doctor. I'm not a vendor, a provider, or any one of those other cipher-like designations. How would you describe your philosophy of life? Well, I, uh, I don't have a coherent thought through philosophy of life. You try to do the right thing. You try to help people, uh, make things better than you found them, and have a good time along the way. You know, having fun at whatever you do, doing it well, uh, the pleasure of of doing things well, of helping, uh, perhaps making things better than before you came along. Um, There are just ample opportunities to do that. I mean, uh, and of course, not causing harm in medicine. There's a, a Latin saying, which I will probably mutilate, uh, primum non nocera, first cause no harm, first do no harm. And that's that's something we, we see a lot because you know, a lot of things that are hard to, that, that, that look like they're going to be very helpful and promising, but actually until they're demonstrated to be so, um, may well not be. And you can, you can have uh, people chasing off in directions that are not only not productive, but counterproductive in terms of their health and and their well-being. Uh, we try to get people back to a little better state than they were when they presented themselves to us, and uh, or we help people uh, stay in good shape, good good health, uh, by avoiding some of the things we know are probabilistic, and uh, reducing the, the chance of bad things happening. How did your views of medicine evolve from your training to when you started your own practice? Well, I think uh, when you start out, you're, a lot of the training is in a, a hospital and acute care sort of setting. So you tend to see people who have worse things on a regular basis because they're in the hospital in the first place. It's not all hospital work, but it's a lot of it's hospital work, and you're, you need to be exposed to the full, a full panoply of disorders, and of course, the hospital's the place to do that. So, in real life, in medicine, um, depending on what you do, a lot of people are in pretty good state, 
pretty good condition and not in dire straits. Uh, most medicine is not emergency medicine, even though that's somewhat the popular conception. In your practice, what gives you the most pleasure? Well, it's dealing with people and in a kind of, fortunately, as I've done it in a more a relaxed setting and having the chance to get to know the get to know people. Uh, I mean, they basically open up a fair amount of themselves to you, very personal kinds of things, not all things. And so um, you get to know a lot about the things that really matter in people's lives. Well, the French have a saying that there are three kinds of patients, those you have to make talk, those you have to let talk, and those you have to stop from talking. We run into all three kinds. Uh, most people are in the middle, though, so it's not too hard. And, of course, they've come in because they either have problems they want solved or they want to be sure they head off problems, uh, often things they know about that their parents have had or siblings have had. Good medicine is quiet. It's not the ambulance screaming up to the emergency room and the patient being rushed on a stretcher to the operating room. It's the patient who doesn't ever arrive at the uh, need to be transported to the hospital in the first place. I mean, it's there are just new windows being opened all the time into what can be done. And of course, as that goes on over time, um, people become much more specialized in narrower and narrower areas. So if you're doing more general medicine, um, you you become very good at recognizing disease or disorders or early symptoms uh, and, and doing preventive work. But when it comes to treating a lot of things, you wind up handing off the patient at least for a while uh, or in or, or taking care of the patient in concert with other specialists because uh, the, the very detailed, nuanced kind of, of care and procedures that can be performed are not within anyone's capabilities. So from the standpoint of the internist or the generalist, it's to recognize disorders and disease and mobilize resources. Now, the common disorders... Uh, of course, which are numerous and which lead to a lot of other complications if they're not attended to, uh, those you get quite good at uh, taking care of. Uh, and then the other is to get good at recognizing disease. I mean, everybody who has any symptoms, uh, almost everybody thinks the worst uh, once they come to a doctor. If they, They'll dismiss symptoms, but by the time they come with a complaint, they're, they're worried. It takes... Uh, experience and judgment to know which of those things to actually be worried about. And a lot of times people come in for something that turns out to be trivial, but they have something else going on uh, that's much more important in terms of their long-term health. And so we recognize those. The former is called the iatrotropic factor, that which brings the patient to the doctor. What do you think gives meaning to your life? Besides you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's it's those things. It's it's enjoying what's around you, appreciating what's around you, participating in what's around you. Uh, I think 
being interested and interesting are two things that anybody can do. Uh, and then they, you add to whatever's going, going on around you. Uh, and it's not necessarily in tangible ways. Some people are, add a lot by being good listeners, being empathetic. Some people add a lot by doing good works. I mean, building things, creating organizations, uh, serving of their time. Some people are idea people. They, they give people new ways to conceptualize and conceive things and see insights in things that are around them that they're not seeing. Uh, maybe appreciate things uh, a little more than they, they might have otherwise. So what do you want to do now? Let's go sailing. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email if you have ideas, thoughts, or feedback. I try to read them all. That's hello at themegrobinsonshow.com. Hope you'll tune in next time for more of the stories that make us who we are. I'm Meg Robinson. Meg Robinson.